aspiring leaders, current leaders, and anyone who wishes to increase their leadership skills and improve their career. My name is Gary Davison, and I am the Poobah of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Each week, we'll do a deep dive into the skills and elements of skill set development to help you reach greater heights and to help you grow those leaders around you. What can you expect from the Lodge of Leaders podcast? It's simple. My name is Gary Davison, and I am a leader with 25 years of leadership experience. In that time, I've grown in excess of 20 leaders to executive level positions in the field of education. I've been a teacher, assistant principal, principal, university faculty member, a board member on many charities, in addition to the roles I've held outside of the field of education. These all give me a very unique perspective that I can bring to helping to grow you and the leaders around you. After you embrace the thoughts, beliefs, and actions of the systems that I've put into place, it's my belief that you will see your own leadership skills improve and thus your career will prosper. You can expect to grow and you can expect to grow those around you if you put the work into your skill set and you're honest with your feedback. Remember, friction makes for growth and we will grow. Welcome Lodge members to episode eight of the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Today we're going to talk about uh, something that leaders need to assess quickly in their organizations. It's traditionally called buy-in when we talk to, to, when we talk to others about change initiatives or uh, the culture or other things that we're working on, but I, I'll, pos- I'll position a different thought to you. I don't necessarily think you need to have buy-in. I think you need to have belief in, and we're going to talk about three different levels of ownership, those being called interest in, buy-in, or belief in. More than 15, for more than 15 years, I've been the principal of two large suburban high schools. Each year, I'm accountable to thousands of students and hundreds of staff members. These schools have been both in the same cutting-edge school system. We've been known as a progressive, technologically advanced school system. We embraced many areas of instruction, planning, technological uses, and leadership thinking. To this end, it has been my responsibility to manage the change process in both settings for many new initiatives. As the decades have rolled by, we've embraced standards-based grading, many technological initiatives, through hardware and software adoptions, planning strategies, a new master schedule, a substantial student support initiative, a personalized professional learning structure, and the opening of a brand new high school with a newly formed culture. Additionally, much of this was done within the most recent financial crisis. To this end, I've learned uh, that to be a successful in classrooms or schools, organizations need a commitment to ownership. Teachers, students, administrators, and families succeed when ownership of outcomes, efforts, and results are present. Here I present to you the knowledge I've gained about organizational goals and the commitment needed to affect change at the highest levels. True North is a term I use to define the hypothetical destination in a journey. In terms of organizational leadership, a goal or destination is framed by objectives and measurable actions. However, I have learned that a True North goal could be an attitude, a culture, or an aspect of improvement that cannot always be measured. 
as often as the presence of tangible, measurable objectives is evidence of a goal, I would ask that the absence of an intangible, unmeasurable, yet positive attribute can provide leaders evidence of a need for change of direction toward a true north goal. As an example, I would consider a true north for my school as being a 100% graduation rate. Graduation rates are measurable goals, yet many of these attributes can bolster the culture needed for such a goal that are important as well. For example, a culture of student success and student support are vital for learners to be able to access the remediation and support required to attempt learning objectives again and again. The culture required to support this belief allows for remediation, mistakes, a growth mindset, working toward a standard, and an air of humor. As I've seen initiatives at the school and system level begin, run their course, systematically die a painful death, slowly drift into the abyss, or become a trusted part of the culture of an organization, I've learned that there are three perspectives of change individuals used to contribute to the success of endeavors. Likewise, they can also detract their effectiveness altogether. The three perspectives of change, I call them stewards, soldiers, and satellites. Let's talk about the stewards first. Stewards see the true north of an organization as vital for the organization and for themselves to be successful. Their personal success is measured in terms of the group's success. Stewards are the ultimate team players. Stewards, in these terms, are willing to work for the benefit of the organization even to the detriment of their own success. For them, the growth and development of the team is a primary importance. In terms of organizational ownership, stewards can fuel the growth toward group success, but our task is to be sure that we guide their own personal growth and development as well. Soldiers. Soldiers see possibilities of True North as negotiable. They are attuned to the success of the organization, but are not defined by it. They see a win-win if both can be successful. Their ultimate goal is for the organization to win as long as they win also. The two are interlinked in their minds. However, positive in their approach, they only see success as both achieving their goals. In terms of organizational ownership, soldiers may be the most well-balanced in terms of group success and personal happiness. However, they can be the first off the boat when the seas get rocky in the midst of change. Satellites. Satellites see their own personal true north and not that of the organization. They are uninterested in the success of the organization. Do, don't misunderstand me. They are, not, they are not directly opposed to the organization achieving their goals. Rather, they are primarily focused on their own attainment. They will move contrary to the organization if it benefits them or if they need to get something for their own personal success. They are like the satellite of a planet. They spin independently of the planet and are only connected in peripheral matters. They have a relationship with the host, but they are not their own entity. Their relationship only benefits the, their goal attainment. 
Within each of these individuals, there's a range of ownership level when it comes to certain attributes for organizational and self-success. Of course, there is a, if there is a negative, it can be that organizations are full of all of these. Not all of your team members are stewards or soldiers. Also, stewards or soldiers can become satellites through time, hardship, life circumstances, or even envy. Although able to move from one category to another, these changes happen slowly over time. It might take years if someone migrates from soldier to satellite or satellite to steward. The more operation and quick-moving emotional choice range can be seen through three lenses. They are interest in, buy-in, or belief in. Basically, guys, we're talking about the level of ownership that each of these types of individuals can show. Let's talk about interest in. Each Sunday, I stop by the local grocery store uh, to do our family's grocery shopping. Within 10 miles of our home, there are eight different stores that sell relatively the same groceries. Of course, some stores have their own brands, but for the most part, they are the same. Even their layout is similar. Walk into the front door and you will see more likely than not the produce on one wall, the dairy on another wall, and meat and delicatessen on yet the third wall. The center is row after row of canned foods, jars, and specialty items. This sameness makes me likely to shop at any one of the eight stores if their prices are somewhat consistent. I find myself not loyal in any way. I have no more interest in, in one of any of these stores. By that, I mean that I'm not devoted to one store over another. If store A is out of a particular item, I simply go to store B. Certainly, there are amenities that I do prefer, but by interest in, I refer to a deep reason to select one store, no matter the prices, the amenities, or the selection of the others. This lack of devotion doesn't mean there isn't a value that I place on the groceries or location of shopping. It means that I'm not a devotee to any of the stores. If one goes out of business, I will not shed a tear in their loss. In a school organization, the limited interest in could be expressed as arriving to school right at the beginning of, of a teacher's assigned time, doing the bare minimum in any task, or assigning work to students only at times when they can conveniently get it graded. As a principal, I see interest in staff as those that are not terribly devoted to going the extra mile for any student. So when I need someone to stay and work with a student to gain full knowledge, the interest in staff may need to see what the benefits in this transaction are for them. The level called buy-in. My family and I live in a home that is nearly 40 years old. With the age of our home, we have quite a need for continuous home improvement and renovation work. I consider myself quite handy, so I'm always looking for tools and items to repair the many honeydew tasks as necessary. With this constant need, I spend hours and lots of money at a certain home improvement store. We'll call that one Orange. Of course, there is a rival big box store across the street. We'll call them Blue. However, I have a buy-in for a certain store. Orange has always been easy to navigate when searching for products, helpful when asking questions, and the quality of their products has been reliable. 
If orange is not available to meet my needs, I have no objection to seeing if blue can meet our needs. I'm not married to the notion of only one destination to address my needs, yet I am a loyal customer to orange. Blue has gotten some of my business, but orange certainly has had the lion's share in the past decade. They are my default. The element of buy-in has meant that reliability and consistency are major factors when shopping for home improvement needs. I have a bit more interest in one store, Orange, than the other store, Blue. By that I mean that I am more devoted to one store over another. If Orange is out of a particular item or cannot meet my needs at the time, I simply go to Blue to see if they can meet my needs. Blue has appeared to be a, a bit cleaner, a little bit more organized, but my buy-in store has has brought me to a solid reason of consistency and reliability that brings me back. This wavering devotion doesn't mean that there isn't there is no reason I will stay orange forever. The choice to mostly prefer one over the other is an egocentric decision. In an organization, a degree of ownership identified as buy-in could be expressed as always performing additional tasks when asked, being on time to duty stations, giving of extra of extra time to a student when available, or lending a hand to a peer if they're asked. The last level of ownership that we'll have to talk about today is called belief in. Each fall, my family and I eagerly await every Saturday during the college football season. We actually build our weekend around the football schedule and plan family activities with the games in mind. Many in the South say that college football is, a, is as rich a tradition as is church and Sunday family dinners. I study the recruiting processes from the previous winter, watch summer practices, and follow blogs devoted to our team. The University of Georgia Bulldogs football team has been the subject of many hours of concentrated effort, devotion, money, and attention. I have actually shed tears, hollowed over their wins, losses, and survived football tragedies for nearly the past 30 years. Each season has not been successful in terms of win and wins and losses. There are times that college football players have done things that would be considered bad behavior or unbecoming of role models. In 30 years, I can attest that more anxiety and angst has been shed in the name of the Bulldogs than any other team in my house or with my family. I wear their red and black colors no matter what their performance or whether I am proud of their actions. They are our team. Recently, it has become more favorable to be considered a fan of the Bulldogs. However, if their wins dry up tomorrow, I would still watch, root, and cheer for them each and every Saturday. This level of devotion has not been based on reliability or consistency, rather on the commitment to a community of believers that this is our team. The community of believers has a collegiality among each person that transcends single decisions and results. For example, fans of the Chicago Cubs were rabid that supported their team by showing up for games, buying Cubs swag, watching and rooting diligently against hope, and having their hearts broken for decades before the Cubs ever won a World Series. I posit that the successful result, as sweet as it is, is meaningless in the overall pursuit of the belief in devotion that many fans and believers show. As a Bulldogs fan, 
I hope one day to feel the exhilaration of a national championship, but it will not cause me to waver in our support of the team if we do not meet that goal. The need to be a part of a collective of the community of believers is stronger than the sole individual. In a school organization, the degree of ownership identified as belief in could be expressed as reliably and consistently serving when needed, spending additional time tutoring a student, even if it means a loss of personal time, lending a hand to a colleague before even being asked, or simply picking up a piece of tr- piece of trash on a hallway floor as you pass by. Principals rely on these individuals as they have the jet fuel for initiatives and the change process. They are devoted to improvement and success of the organization and will go the extra mile to see it into fruition. These three levels of operational ownership can determine a person's ability to commit to the overall needs of the team or organization. As principal, I use this information to know my staff well in regards to their perspectives toward the change process and their commitment to the organization. Of course, there are degrees to each, and the combination allows me to find the right location in the organization for each staff member to maximize their abilities and their contributions. For instance, when beginning a new student support initiative that would substantially change the school's schedule and require tremendous efforts on behalf of all staff and benefits the students greatly, I knew certain staff members were best suited to be on the development team and others on the implementation. Albeit, some staff were simply along for the ride given their lack of perspective toward such a substantial change and their operational commitment toward the organization rather than themselves. In the end, the decisions regarding perspectives and commitment paid huge dividends in the effectiveness of these change initiatives. Listeners, basically what we fall into is we have three levels of uh, participants in the organization, uh, and then we have three levels of ownership. So you could have a variety of different um, uh, members having a range of, of beliefs of ownership at any given moment. Thanks for listening to the Lodge of Leaders podcast. Before we go, you can be a Lodge member simply by leaving us a review on Apple Podcasts. If you choose to join me as a poobah in the Lodge, very simple. Sign up for the email reminders on drgarydavison.com. Until we meet again, remember that experience is not the best teacher. Feedback is.